Boo Booey, Boo Pooey, Pooey Booey McFooey, Lou Pooey Kablooey, <laughs> which is what I like to do in my head, am I right? <laughs> You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined by the guy who hacks all this together in post, Kevin Greck, and the guy who can suppress his background noises on Zoom but can't suppress his hatred, Alex Plum. <laughs> That's good. Uh, hacky, uh, hacky McHack, Kevin Greck, how are you doing, buddy? Oh, uh, we're great. Uh, we're really good. I uh, I watched two hockey games this weekend. I watched two basketball games since the last time. Can't we spent. get that time back. I, I did. I I consumed a lot of sports, and uh, none of them were good. They're all real bad. Oh, real bad sports. Yeah. And if you had good sports in the last week, I don't know what you're doing here. Do better things with your time. Be gone. Shoo shoo. Get out. Bye-bye, uh, Alex Plum. <laughs> Bye-bye. It was good. Uh, how have you been, good sir? I'm sick. I don't feel well. I, is it because of the game you just watched? It has nothing to do It has nothing to do with the virus. It has everything to do with Michigan State, which, frankly, by this point, I should have been recovered, and I detest uh, Joey Hauser, ladies and gentlemen. Terrible fucking Joey Hauser. Down by three. And tries to go for a shitty That's... fucking two-point jumper. Cool. <laughs> cool, cool, fucking cool. Great. I think I, I do think afterwards he was he yelled at the bench. Like he did. That's what you drew up. Yes. <laughs> like literally. <laughs> yep. You gave and me he, this. And and he's like, they have four fouls. I think no. I saw him say they have four. We have four fouls. No, you heard him say, Do you know what Plum is going to say about me now? <laughs> that was what he was yelling at the bench. All right. He was saying, we are you coming. drew that play up when this place doesn't smell like hay at all. At all. There's no hay smell in this building. Call the play for someone else. I blame that on the Izone. Uh, we, uh, of course, thank you for listening. Um, we are coming off, fresh off the, the heels of the lost Northwestern. We'll be sure to get into that. Uh, if we could ask a small favor in the meantime, uh, please share the pod with Spartans in your life. I do want to shout out folks who, this is always, I, I always forget when the Spotify wrapped comes out. Um, but people who give us the tag uh, about being one of their either their most listened to podcasts or, or one of their most listened podcasts, uh, I think that's a by virtue of our episodes going too long. Yes. Uh, but either way, we're very appreciative of the time that you spend with us uh, inexplicably. Um, and thank you, everyone uh, who does rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, also, if I can say, uh, apparently you can follow on the podcast on the Spotify. Please click that if you're a Spotify listener. Uh, gentlemen, where can uh, Greg, what's our Instagram handle? Uh, also Spartan underscore pod. Is That's it? the one. Yeah. Yes, Twitter and Instagram at Spartan underscore pod. Yeah. You can, of course, reach out to us uh, on the Gmail at can't read, can't write 1855. Is that a high noon, Kevin Greg? It's a high noon. Um, and I also have uh, a margarita over here. Uh, but whoa. we'll save that for the listener Mike Jones segment. Uh, it's is, a double fisting kind of evening because we lost to Northwestern. Are you taking PTO bad. next week? <laughs> uh, maybe I should. Maybe I should. <laughs> this this feels like vacation, Kevin Greck, and I'm not comfortable with it. Uh, all right. 
Uh, Kevin, go ahead. Tee us up. What are we doing this? You did you did a lot of outlining today. I don't know why I would bother doing any outlining. It's bad news. It's bad news. It's bad news. It's talking about more bad news. Um, then we go off Grand River. More bad news. Uh, then we take your Twitter questions and we all just wallow in our own filth together. So. Can't wait. Uh, all right. Let's head behind the green wall uh, where we're going to cover the Michigan State sports Shall we start with the sport that always leads? Sure. Let's talk about right. some guys uh, going to the pros who aren't going to get I drafted. On the web. Uh, that was that was my watch. That was my watch. Apparently, <laughs> apparently the dumb bitch inside thought I was talking to her. Uh, all right, let's um, let's talk about the guys who say they're going pro, and we'll see what happens. Uh, so so far, uh, MSU players departing have been Jarrett Horst, Kendall Brooks, Daniel Barker, Jaden Reed, uh, Jacob Slade, Ben Van Sumeren, uh, and not announced yet, but I don't think he's the kind of person who will come up with a graphic, but Xavier Henderson has not announced it, though did say before the season had ended, like, I'm out of here. I'm, like, I'm done with college. Um, and then uh, to the portal is Michael Fletcher. So... Look, uh, that's some important pieces, I guess. Uh, like, some of those guys you wish were depth pieces. Yeah. Some some ended up being more than depth pieces. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's that's a lot of guys so far that, that are leaving. Yeah. So, Kendall Brooks, uh, don't know where you think you're going, but it would have been nice to have you back. Obviously would have liked to have Barker back, but I think we knew with him coming in this season that this was going to be a one-off, even though yep. his numbers were better than they were at Illinois last year. But I really, I, I, well, the total volume was better than it was at Illinois last year. Um, Reed, we kind of knew that already. Um, Slade and Van Sumer in, those would have been nice I, to have get back. Yeah, I, I get why Slade is maybe like, I'm going to go make a bag. It may not be a big bag, but I'm going to go have my cup of coffee. Yep. Yeah, particularly a year banged up, right? Like, why gamble? Horst, how many games did he end up actually playing in his two years in a Spartan uniform? How many of those two years were actually spent in a Spartan uniform? How many of those two? Games missed had an explainable injury. <laughs> like, I I honestly don't think he had a full season between the two years. Ooh, that's a hot take. I don't know that you're wrong. I don't know that you're right, but I don't know. I that could you're go wrong, back and look at it. It would take more work than it's worth. Um, that's, but that's right, though. That's that's the right answer. Uh, and. Yeah, having someone like Michael Fletcher go to the portal, that's one that I would have... That's a depth piece I would have liked to have kept, I think. Yeah, though I do think the the thing on Michael Fletcher is that that's a... Um, it's what people would refer to as a get-off-the-bus kind of guy, right? Like, he's the guy that uh, his his measurables that's are, right. We, are right. We always sort of expected more out of him than we actually yeah. got because on paper... He looks like a a pretty formidable defensive end that it never kind of works itself never out that way. 
Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Uh, Plum, how are you feeling? Oh, and we didn't mention I should I, like I, I, I hate pivoting to Plum on this, but <sighs> sorry. But but Jack Stone, I think people are are saying that he's to the portal. There's been some reporting by the recruiting folks that he said there, there's a reason that he didn't say that he was going to the portal, but instead said he's just transferring, which is that maybe he's just done kicking. Um, but uh, Jack Stone is also gone. So, uh, Plum, how do you feel about... I mean, bad season, but that's those are talented pieces. Yeah. I mean... What was the article that we read today from um, Graham that was talking about the gaps in... I mean, he kind of mentioned this when he came on the pod, right? Which was 2025 is going to be the first year we can really use to evaluate Tom Izzo. Tom Izzo. Christ on a bike. <laughs> Mel Tucker. Christ um, on a bike. <laughs> is it, I just... Real, real quick. When Christ is on a bike, is it one of those... Giant wheels in front. You're talking about a, <laughs> you're, you're talking about a penny farthing. Yes, yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ writes a penny farthing, and uh, and he has a top. handlebar mustache. He has a handlebar mustache. It's really inconvenient because his robes keep getting caught up in the spokes. It's really um, anyway the damnest <laughs> thing to see. This is when he's not tap dancing. Um, Jesus H tap dancing. Christ, that's mm-hmm. what my grandpa used to always say. Anyway, stop it. Anyway, anyway. Not why they're listening. Uh, 2025, is, Graham Couch, Mel Tucker. Don't evaluate him before then. I say horse shit. But if we're being fair. Horsed shit? Horsed shit. But if we're being fair, uh, then that's fine. So, I don't know. Um, uh, if it's true, Jack Stone, get the fuck out of East Lansing. Get on a Cata and don't come back. Um, <laughs> does, does Cata go to Capital Area Airport? It definitely does. And it does... From just like right there, right well. up there, it'd right be truly terrible public transit if it did not. <laughs> That's true. That's a great. It'd point. be actually very mid. It'd be very Michigan to have public transit that didn't take you to other public transit. Yeah, well, that actually is definitely the case uh, in this area, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, so anyway, yeah, get the fuck out. I know we're gonna lose some talent. Um, such as it was. Listen, we had the same, more or less, apart from Kenneth Walker, we had the same kind of basically shitty team. I mean, how many, how many top, how many four stars do we have last season? Not this season, last season. You're talking about on the team, generally? On the or team, in playing the actively. Class? I mean, Graham's whole thesis was, it's this lack of four stars that, you know, we don't have, even have a top, what, 400 team or whatever. I, the article, the specific. Top 400 player. Like, yeah, yeah the, an average rank of a top 700 versus an average rank of the top 400. That's yeah. it. And 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 so I'm wondering, between last season and this season, what was markedly different other than Kenneth Walker? Who, by as we all know, was not highly ranked. He was a gold nugget. woo You know, you panhandled your way out of that one. My point is, apart from these one-star guys, the, uh, who guys who are a star, many stars, fuck, um... This team is is not, I don't know. The coaching is something. There is there's something about chemistry, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. There's something about chemistry. Je ne sais quoi. Should we go Je ne sais quoi. Uh, you should be able to do something with the talent that you have. You should be able to develop existing talent, and you should be able to recruit consistently high three, solid four-star players. And that's what we're going to evaluate in 2025. But before then, 
we should be able to uh, evaluate his ability to coach up. And that we clearly saw he could not do. This. I would uh, add yeah. to that Jonesy before you do your, I was, was going to pivot back somewhere. to you. So it's fine. Uh, I would add to that. Uh, there were some injuries this year that were pretty brutal. Um, we did end up getting, you know, Henderson back, but we never got snow back. The lines both had, Pretty brutal uh, injuries, including Horst, question mark. Um, I don't know if we ever really saw Reed back at 100%. Um, So, yeah, like a lot of the same pieces, but they were banged up pieces. Um, Jonesy, anything else you would add to this whole? I think the, the only other piece that I would add is that I think at the end of the season... We saw a lot of, not a lot, we saw a number of freshmen, though, start to get time. or red, Freshmen or redshirt freshmen. And you would have a hard time convincing me, though, it, that, and I think we talked about this last week, that the sort of um, uh, replacement level, that the freshmen weren't kind of replacement level players, which is what you want. Like, if your freshmen are coming in at replacement level of or or near replacement level of of your seniors, juniors, whatnot, then like fine, right? Like I get why you're gonna take whatever edge you can get throughout the season. But as injuries pile up, as shit just doesn't matter anymore, like develop for the future, there's maybe reasons to be optimistic about some of those dudes starting to get one and two reps next year instead of three and four reps. And and hopefully continuing to develop and on the subject of of transfers generally these are the good news is these are all upperclassmen right like you weren't getting a ton out of them anyway you know the real concern slade you'd love to have back yes slade yes i'm just saying like generally um the real concern would be if some of the higher end guys and guys that started to get some play that are really young they were still transferring that's a five alarm fire situation um yes and i uh, there's not a reason to believe that uh though related i guess since there's maybe mild whispers about it uh it does sound like can coleman is joining the basketball team next week which, which is good can't transfer when you're on the basketball team nope so there's Ooh, that love that love that uh and other news in football there is no news uh, which is to say that somehow Northwestern was able to fire three coaches. I, I, I see all of these teams firing coaches. Mm. Yet, <laughs> Michigan State has not. And the thing is, some of them that I think we all expect to no longer have a residence in East Lansing aren't the primary recruiters of anybody. So I'm deeply confused as to why... That hasn't happened. He's not going to fire any of them. We all know, we no, know that. He's not Mark D'Antonio. He's for sure going to fire people. Oh, I don't think he is. I think he would have by now. They're not going to a bowl game. We would have found that out by now. And, and even if we wouldn't have found out by now, he's already said as much. And the players have said that they want to go, which is even more reason not to go. And instead to send them to hell where they should die. Um, 
Wait, I'm curious <laughs> already in hell, and then they yeah. die. <laughs> yeah, walk me through that one. He's a man of the cloth. I take his word you for it. You gotta trust it. You gotta trust it. <laughs> this you is really, really. This is trust his. I trust you, you, Daddy. I trust yes, you, Daddy. Yeah, it's it's Father. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I. He's not gonna I, fire anybody. I'm trying to remind myself that what we said last week that it's after signing day, but it is. So why I, wasn't it after signing day for any of these other programs who clearly were like, listen, there's a lot of people hitting the market right now. I don't want to be the last fucking guy holding the bag. We've done that once. I think if you're Northwestern, your recruiting class is a little more like, eh, whatever. Yeah. We're here for the academics. Is that true? I thought with their new state-of-the-art half-billion-dollar facilities that recruiting was was really on the uptick. The real tragedy of all of that is that it is truly a neutral site, and uh, it looks like it's going to be a beautiful stadium. Yeah. I can't wait to go to a game there. Me and all of my closest friends <laughs> truly will be at that stadium. They're going to build this. It's like they're competing for the finals. I, I It's baffling. Anyway, um, so it, it is confusing to me. I thought we would have seen something from the staff at this point in time, but um, yeah, it doesn't need to be all at once. It can be piecemeal. And um, Mel, we're open to this as a, a middle ground. <laughs> Alan confirmed listener. We're open to this. Please, uh, Alan, please. Uh, I, I think the other, I'll just say, uh, I want to end on this about football season wrapping is that we've entered the part of the season that has been really fun at other times. Mm -hmm. the, the past two seasons has been really fun. Transfer portal season, right? We're expecting some coaching changes. We're expecting some additions via the transfer portal. It feels less fun this year, well, but I still want to see that movement. Change feels good here, right? There, there's a... Uh... There's not a lot to be excited about at the moment. So I'm, I think Dylan Tatum is going to be a great player. And I'm really excited. There about we go. That. I'm really excited about that. And Jalen Berger had a lot of growth this past year. I'm right. Very excited. Right, Plum? Jim Berger. Yeah. Jalen really good at running the ball right up the middle into 35 fucking That's bodies. not his fault. Berger. That's not his fault. Come on, Jalen Berger. Can you see where you're going? Woo! Ran all the we way from Wisconsin into the lake and on to East Lansing. How he didn't drown, we'll never know. We can't We can't look at what K-9 did and say, just because K-9 said... I don't Johnson's. need him to run Jay, my canine. Canine got the call and said, Jay Johnson, I ain't running that shit. And then just did his own thing. Yes, 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 yes. So I'm not I'm not blaming Jalen for running the play that was called. Uh, but anyway, we'll I I think there's reasons to be optimistic, and we'll just Hope Springs Eternal. Uh let's let's talk sadness. Yeah. Before wasn't the sadness. This is now the sadness. Off season is a time of hope. In season is a time of dread. And that is why we're going to talk some shooty hoops. Uh, so Michigan State lost two since we last chatted. It was not fun. Uh, so first got wrecked on the road 70 to 52 by the uh, Fighting Irish. Um, and Mike Bray 
I just want to say, does look like the man who brings Jameson to the Thanksgiving party mm-hmm. and drinks it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> he looks like he's a great time at Thanksgiving until he's not. Um, <laughs> and and so that's where I am on Mike Bray. Are you saying but, that Mike uh, Bray is the drunk uncle? Is that where you're going with this? That's a nice reading of what I'm saying about Mike Bray. But anyway, uh, what uh, talk to me about this game, someone. Well, my appraisal of this game is that it was was then still now the worst game of the year um just should we set should we set some table about the circumstances going into it well we understand that tyson walker unfortunately did suffer a death in his close family that he found out about earlier that day that's very unfortunate um so we won't talk about how this was probably by far his worst game of the season um just very, 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 very bad. Um, he did, you know, 50% on threes, but like took a lot of twos and missed uh, all of them, uh, as I understand it. Um, he made two. He made sure. two of those twos. Also, I, I want to know why there aren't media and interpersonal communication blackouts for all players on the days of games, even the days before games. <laughs> Just no information the, comes You don't in, get anything. No information. No information. Goes out. It doesn't matter who died. It's terrible. Guess what? Your knowledge of it is not going to resolve it favorably. <laughs> the the pre-conference game against Notre Dame is more important than a close family member died. The last iteration for us of the Big Ten ACC Challenge in many moons dictates that, in fact, an information embargo is both appropriate and of sound wisdom. And we know that this has hurt us in the past. Talk to your boy, Betty Kaufman. Oh, yeah. She never should have been able to reach out to him. That to let woman. Him <laughs> so. All right. Let's. So I have a couple other things from this game i mean the the team was sloppy at best i mean the game was over at when when did they go up 15 was it like the 12 minute mark yeah the game was was over at that point uh when when it got to the five minutes into the first half and they were still down like 20 it was over it was like it was it was over at 12 minute mark and then the last nail was in that coffin five minutes into the second half. So continue. So I don't think there's a ton that you can take. Uh, I think there's a few points that are worth mentioning. Uh, Malik Hall is, and we're going to talk more about this, sorely missed. And it's not just the things that Malik Hall can do, being able to switch nearly one through five um, on, on defense, but it's, the pressure he takes off of Mati Sissoko. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is... Because um, Joey can't do that, right? Like, Joey is a sort of a bigger guy. Can't help Mati out in the way that that Malik can. So, missing missing Malik is, is painful because we miss Malik, but also is painful because we miss Mati Sissoko. The other reason that it's painful, in, in my estimation, is... Because it means that Pierre Brooks is playing a lot. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I think there's a lot of reasons to believe that Pierre Brooks, by the time he leaves uh, Michigan State, is going to be an amazing player that we're all going to love. You're not just automatically charmed by Pierre Brooks' three-point shooting, and that's the only thing that matters? But my dude, uh, his ability to sag off his defensive assignment and get sucked into the action is, holy shit, just like, bro, guard home base. Like, corner threes go in and they aren't Pierre Brooks making them. They're his assignment who makes them over and over and over again because he gets sucked in. Like, he's like he's the big man doing help side defense and he's not. And it's, it's bad. The other thing is, last thing that I got on this, is Jason Whitens, who I think is a great walk-on player. Great. But 14 minutes from Jason Whitens with one rebound and one steal is a uh, Malik Hall last year or Gabe Brown anytime in his career level stat line. Like, were you there? Because I saw in the, the Northwestern game, Jason Whitens with a wide open three didn't pull the trigger. And at least I would rather him be O for something than O for O. Um, and... God, Jason, like, you're killing me, man. Like, we can't be four on five offensively. You're not seven feet tall. Anyway, that's what I got on the Northwestern game. We knew that this was going to happen, though. When Izzo decided not to take any transfers, we knew that any type of injury was going to result in these types of games. And we've got two right now. Two stinkers. Tinky, tinky. I, uh... Though if we're gonna if we're gonna get on Izzo about something, the one thing I would say is that I think Trey Holloman has to play more. Um, dude does not look lost out there. I mean he he's I, he seems like a net plus over uh, some other folks that uh, are getting some run. Yeah, I mean sometimes he plays a little bit better than Hogard. I like kind of like. I hate to yeah. say it, but sometimes he does. And then Hogarth decides he actually wants to play, and then Trey Holloman back on the bench. And we saw that in this game, because I think AJ's a bunch of AJ's points in this game came in the second half. Um, oh, good. Just when you want them the most, when they matter the least. Yeah. All I know is that in the Notre Dame game, uh, AJ attempted four threes. And I don't want him to attempt four threes for the rest of the year, much less in <laughs> one game. Do we know how many he attempted in the Northwestern game? Uh, at least one. Uh, one for three in the Northwestern game. Hey, what, I, I should look up what his season percentage is, but do we want to pivot to Northwestern? Because this was a, you can make some excuses his about the Notre Dame game. His percentage is 28%. Seven for 25. Please stop, AJ. Uh-huh. He has to. The thing is, he can't not shoot. If he ever gives up the game, then no one will guard him. Ever. He has to. I, like, I, I don't like this it. This is what happens with injuries. They're, they don't even seem like critical injuries because Malik Hall was supposed to be our best player this year, as we discussed last week, isn't going yes. to be in practice. But like, even a hole like that, really sends this whole team into a tailspin. 
Um, all right. Well, we largely all of us got to watch the Northwestern game. We're coming off of it. Um, someone, someone, walk us through that. Uh, the team looked uh, okay in the first half. They were largely up for the most part, um, and then uh, Northwestern just sort of pulled away with Boo Booey doing Boo Booey things as he always tends to do. Uh, that that's his whole shtick. I don't think he does anything else all year. He just saves it up for the MSU game and he turns it on when it matters the most. His three point shooting. If I were a, a Northwestern fan, I would think would be Dudu Kaka, but it didn't matter because he hit the big shots when it mattered, including the free throws. Um, and, uh, the team does not know what to do at the end of games when they've got fouls to give. They don't know how it works. The whole program doesn't know how it works. That's true. So I just took a big old swig of alcohol because <laughs> I was a tough, that was a big, that was a big loss. Like, I, I don't know where. Northwestern is now in Ken Palm, but um, 75th. Oof. Can't have that. You can't have a home loss to the 75th Ken Palm team. We got buoyed. And this is, I don't, I mean, I said this was a national championship level team because we had strokes of genius. We looked excellent in the beginning of the season. But Malik Hall isn't this good. In other words, we shouldn't be losing this poorly simply because Malik is hurt. If that's what it is, oh, God, no, we're fucked. Because he's not the guy either. It's what it is. Imagine this team if Mati Sissoko didn't turn out to be Mati Sissoko this year. Is Mati Sissoko going to turn out to be Mati Sissoko this year? I mean, year? he's turning out to be, even with these last two games where he's come back to earth a little bit, he's turned out to be quite a bit more than anyone could have reasonably expected for the yeah. season, right? Well. I mean, his Portland game, his Oregon game. I mean, those were... That is, that is right. More than Mati a season. Sissoko is sorry. way better than we thought he was going more, to be. Yeah, that's... No, no. Okay, sorry. Let me... Yes. Better than we thought he was going to be. Good for the season. Not the kind of guy we kind of thought he might be based on the first few games of the season. Gotcha. Uh, some other notes from this game. Uh, AJ off the bench to start. Um, I'm calling bullshit on the explanation that Tom Izzo wanted to see what that was like. Yeah? I don't... That makes zero sense to me. Tyson Walker is quite successful as your two, largely two guard. Sometimes I bring the ball up or AJ is taking a rest, but like I'm your two guard. That's been a great thing for this team. Uh, Jade Nakins apparently on a pitch count, though back. So, like, I don't know why you start Jade Nakins. You didn't need to start Jade Nakins. And you, and even if you did, you didn't need to start Pierre Brooks. So, I'm calling bullshit on... So, do you think this is, like, an inside the program... Yes, absolutely. That is... This is, is it a message? Fully disciplinary. Or is it disciplinary? I don't... I have no idea. Same, same difference to me. Okay. 
like it may be basketball disciplinary. It may be some other reason, but like I'm calling I'm calling bull on let's try it out. I mean, maybe you try it out because as we've talked about on this pod, there have been times where AJ just doesn't seem to care. So particularly in the first half. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. We're not going to get Malik Hall back until the end of the year, right? What is the rest of the... It sounds like he may be back for... Um, Here's the good news. He may be back for Oakland, but probably Buffalo. Here's the good news. I don't think this team's going on the road to beat Penn State. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Penn State's got some heat. This team does not have any heat. Although I haven't checked in on Penn State in a minute. Hold on. Well, no, we'll do that in the preview. Um, to our listeners, we we kind of alluded to this, uh, but we've had to change some of the uh, some of the uh, recording for this episode. There's technical issues with our, our recording software. Normally, I'd be able to cover for Plum blowing his nose, but I cannot guarantee that I can now. Uh, so my apologies if you hear nose blowing. <laughs> um, anyway, we were on this. He's just going to town now that he's muted. Um, anyway, I don't think this team. Mike discipline goes on the road to beat Penn Used State. To be there. Uh, what? Say when. But you don't really need them against Brown and Oakland and Buffalo in all in all likelihood. So I think you save them until that yeah. Nebraska game at the beginning of Janu- January. Talk about hot Freddie Hoy uh, with his big W. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the Nebraska team is finally good. Who knows? Um, big doubt. All right. Let's I, – I, I guess I, I will wrap our basketball chat on this. I'm not worried yet. I'm, I'm, I just – there's plenty of opportunities for quality wins through the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Everyone thought the Big Ten was going to be down. It ain't down. It plenty might not have like a, a transcendent, really good team. Although Purdue is starting to Light. look like that. Yeah, Zach Eady looks like Frankenstein for basketball. Like he, they took all the best parts of other basketball players and they put him together. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, there's going to be opportunities. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's chat some other programming notes real quick before we head off Grand River. Well, I think the saddest uh, thing that happened this week is how much time we were going to dedicate to hockey on this this podcast. We can't. We, oh. we had. Oh. I mean, Plum got into it. He spent a ton of time. Uh, we had like outlining a hockey twenty minute segment, and then uh, I like hockey. I know hockey. I'm. I you do that hockey, hockey for a long time. I've been hockey. I am hockey guy. <laughs> hockey guy. The way you even said that was authentically <laughs> sort of Canadian esque. Thank you. Hockey. There was a, there was hey. a. Hey, you guys. Oh yeah, the hockey. Huh? Oh yeah, the hockey up here on the Canadian. Yeah, H A W hockey. But then, was great. Oh geez, those hosers get get swept by Minnesota. Eh? Oh, hey. take off. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, rough. Rough. Two big games on the Big Ten Network with a packed house at Mun. That was packed-ish, but packed on paper. And, uh, whew. 
did not go well. So there goes the hockey segment. All gone. Lesson learned. Lesson learned, right, guys? Don't care. Just don't care about hockey, and then hockey will do well. But as soon as you start to care about hockey, it'll disappoint you. you got but it. thanks, everyone, for showing out. That was great. Uh, let's talk about, uh, speaking of out people who are, thank God they're leaving. Pat O'Keefe announces he's going to resign. Get fucked. See you later. Yep. Um, and if you don't remember why we feel that way, just Google. You're part of the problem. Pat O'Keefe. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, just Google Pat O'Keefe statement. And then on whatever subject it autofills, go ahead and just read that. <laughs> just read it. It will probably be with the Detroit News, but, you know, yeah, which should then, also tell you everything you need to yeah, know. And again, you're part of the problem. You know, this is the thing. Yeah. Can you read it? Because it's behind a paywall, you yeah. are part of the problem. You are part of the problem. You can't. Thank you. I, um, oh boy, yeah. It's, uh, it's tough. No one's gonna miss Pat O'Keefe. Saw him at the gym, and it took every... What, what gym? Planet Fitness? Does, does, yeah, more or less, uh, these days. Uh, it's what it's feeling like with him there. Um, and he was just bloviating and pontificating to someone who did not want to be in the conversation with him about uh about the situation at michigan state oh really it was was uncomfortable to watch um did you lean in on that conversation uh no again i was like i i i'm gonna say something because this was a few weeks ago i mean this was right in the kind of the thick of it so uh yeah good good luck and i i did you read the statement because i can't find it cranes apparently had it but didn't publish it and didn't also even link to it in the uh, very short article they wrote which to me was like Shit, if even Cranes isn't willing to lay down some cover fire for you there, guy, that's uh, not a good look for you, Pat. Um, We can go find it. It's basically like, from what I remember, it's basically like, I, I don't like the way that this is heading. Oh, so like he's he, he's pissed what Stanley did and is like, if I wait long enough, people will care that I do the exact same thing. Get fucked, Pat. See you later. Yep. Uh, so, uh, this, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, locals, um, this means that, uh, Big Gretch gets to a point in the interim? Yeah. Yeah, she gets to fill another seat. Great. Uh, does it require party balance? No. No, there's no requirements. Sweet. She can appoint whomever she wants. Have you reached out? I, uh, <laughs> I did, I knocked on the, I went, did, I went down to the old... What is it called? The Mongolian mansion? The Mongolian? Wait, what did you call it? Madubian mansion? What is No, no, no. It's the Boogie Mansion. Oh, that's what it is. Did a little knock at the gate. I left a note. Manugian. It's Manugian. Manugian. They called it the Boogie Mansion. Now, I'm curious. When you knocked, did the police arrive assuming that you, bearded white man, were also attempting to kidnap? Big Gretch. No, hold on a second. <laughs> That's not... No, no, no. The Manugian Mansion is the Detroit mayor's home, not the governor's Oh, what's the name residence. of the governor's mansion? I don't know if it has a name, but the Manugian Mansion is where, the, is where Mike Duggan lives. That's the one that I know from all of the... All of the... What's his name stuff? All, all the Kwame, Kwame stuff. stuff. Yes, yeah. That's why I know that one so well. There you go. <laughs> and, yeah, that's exactly right. Oh... Uh, Anyway, uh, I left, uh, I, when the police showed up, I left my resume, uh, and they let me go, you know, cause, 
because I hadn't actually done anything. Um, well, it was just paperwork, yeah. so you know it's not important. We're mixing all of our stories right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's get to the last piece of programming notes, which uh, of course we we have a long pod on. Uh, last Sunday comes out on Monday, and then later that day, the Big Ten announces their punishment. Uh, Daddy Warren uh, drops his hammer on Michigan State. Uh, the the TLDR on all of this is that anyone who's not named Crump uh, gets credit for time served. Um, Crump, it looks like, is I believe this season plus the next eight games next season it's basically a shadow ban from the conference yeah it's get out <laughs> uh get out um and then michigan state gets fined a hundred thousand dollars which is the largest fine in big 10 history and then uh u of m is publicly reprimanded um ad ward manual who normally is so good at just <laughs> not saying fucking anything Decides to chime in and say that the public reprimand is for um, the fan who touched Mel Tucker's head. Um, notably, uh, thanks to the intrepid work of one David Harnes, formerly of the Only Colors, uh, he looked into the the Big Ten catalog or catalog of rules, and a public reprimand would only be appropriate for a second offense. So it it seems likely David was not willing to come to this conclusion. But it seems likely that Ward Manuel was lying. Mischaracterizing. <laughs> so uh, so anyway, um, again, TLDR, uh, everyone not named Crump is back. Um, MSU fined $100,000. U of M publicly reprimanded. Uh, does anyone want to chime in? I think everyone in the listening audience is expecting us to sound off on this subject. I think everyone in the listening audience wants to hear me fumble through something, wants to hear Plum eloquently go off, wants to hear Jones, you know, open up one of the old law textbooks. <laughs> I No one wants to hear that. Don't lie. I, th- I think we're all just so tired of this, though. Like, I, I do want to do those things, but I also just... I'm so tired of this at the same time. Like maybe it's that I'm beaten down by what's happening on the, you know, on the basketball court or on the uh, hockey rink or on the football pitch. But this part of the situation means nothing to me right now. Honestly, do you guys feel differently? I just can't, I can't. I'm, I'm ready to move on. Maybe for that's sure. And I think that's, I think that's what's tough about what's happening is that there's not moving on. Um, and I'm certainly ready to deescalate. But like when Ward Manuel says these things, that are lies that makes it hard right um when we get leveled with the largest fine in big 10 history well inflation's huge right now michael 
Right. And and let's be clear, $100,000, which is insane to say out loud, means nothing. Um, but I, I think the piece about the fine that just bugs me. And I'm with you, though, Kevin. Like, I want to be very clear. Fuck it. Who cares? Let's let's just put this to bed. But the, the fine does seem institution level. And... And the reprimand is obviously institution level, right? Like the reprimand was for lack of institutional control. Mm-hmm. It was like you guys didn't have as a program your stuff figured out. And I have a hard time looking at the $100,000 and saying, oh, this is a program problem. Yeah. This is a $100,000 program problem. This is a $100,000 athletics problem. Whereas like, we, I, I, I'm tired of saying we don't condone what happened because we've been very clear about that. And in fact, I think clearer than most people in the fan base were about what we thought of the players who did the things they did. Mm-hmm. But like, for you to tell me that that the reprimand is, I, I just, it's fucking stupid. So I. I will say this. I hope. I hope the Big Ten uses that hundred thousand dollars and puts it towards something really cool, like um, like uh, voter enablement or uh, women's athletics or uh, I don't know uh, criminal justice reform. Um, any anything awesome like that. But I'm sure it's going to Kevin Warren because his son didn't play enough. That's what the real crime here is. The real is. crime. I love how everyone... Kevin Warren is the real loser in this whole thing, isn't he? My God. Uh, fucking uh, beta cuck John U. Bacon, uh, the one and only, can't stand Kevin Warren because the Big Ten investigation didn't come out fast enough or soon right. enough or good Christ, and now here we are with the anti- Christ on a bicycle, right? On the Kevin Warren train because uh, his poor kid fucking sucks, which is really saying something given the team's performance this year. Um, you know, I'm struck in the face, in fact, by a coach at the University of Michigan. How is it? Was there a fine? For him, 50K, personally. Fifth, oh, 50. Yeah. Wait, 50. for who? I've, if memory serves. Juwan Howard. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, a per, and it was personal. Mm-hmm. It was a personal fine. Yeah. Because he's the coach, I guess, because he could pay that versus the schools obviously paying it for the players. And I guess that's why it has to be such I, a- I do actually think Ward Manuel said that they would pay the fine, though. For Juwan. Hilarious. Who cares? I mean... I, I, could, I could be totally misremembering that. Like, so... But I... I really don't know that I am. I don't. I just, I'm, 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 we're going to get into this. I think when we get into the Twitter questions a little bit, that's right. Yeah. So I'll just hold it other than to say, fuck. I no, no you, ugh. I just, I can't stand that. Apparently only Michigan state folks. And apparently we're the only ones who have the capacity to, acknowledge and agree that what our players did was wrong and that somehow this response is unhinged and not 
constructive at achieving a resolution. This doesn't advance anything. This isn't helpful. This isn't creating restoration. It's not leading to wholeness. It, it is performative. Can I piggyback, Plum? The, isn't it weird, Plum? Isn't it weird that we feel the need? We feel the need to de-escalate. That we feel like it's our obligation to be the ones who are accountable in this situation to tension and anger. Like that, I I think you were kind of rolling. Well, our on that. our guys, our guys are the guys that fucked up. Uh, no one, no one here is suggesting that they didn't fuck up. They fucked up. Okay, they fucked up, and there are. There are consequences, which they're experiencing now. But, 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 uh, arrest warrants? Uh, the day before Thanksgiving? Uh, re- league record fines? Coaches and athletic directors in Ann Arbor uh, uh, fucking just crucifying themselves over how. Oh my God! Oh, an apology! Ah! I, I, how is that? How is that? How is that not? How is that not the most self-evidently, most juvenile, least self-aware, asininery? The the complete lack of self-respect. It is truth, truly, truly. They are loathsome individuals because they have no shame and because they refuse to acknowledge on any level that anything that they could do or ever do would ever be anything less than this insane leaders in the best. And by any neutral observer, nothing that they do shows leadership and God help them is it, it, it is the worst. It is just the worst. So I'm sure we'll jump into it more with a Twitter question, but <laughs> yeah, we gotta, we, right we don't want to go too far because we've got, we got to keep the energy up and we don't want to exhaust it. Um, here's the thing. We need to do an ad read. Um, and what I want to propose, I want to propose two things for folks. Yeah. One is that Kevin Greck does the ad read because people may have heard a new ad read last episode. Yeah. And my ask is just please don't skip it. You just got to listen through it. Just please listen through it. We put it at the end for you. Just please just listen through it. Kevin, you did such a great job on the other ad read. Yeah. Do this one sub 30. Let's go. No good deed goes unpunished. And that's just like with Brandon Sands. Brandon Sands wants to offer you great rates for mortgages. And you should punish him for that? You, you should punish him by taking him up on it. Uh, that's Brandon with an E, Sands with a Z's with Gold Star Mortgage. Um, home prices aren't going down. Interest rates are going up. Something about Jerome Powell, something, something, something. Um, don't wait for the dip. Buy now. Now's the time. Jump in. Uh, Gold Star's Fortune 500, Michigan-based company, billion a year mortgages annually. Brand is managing a team. They got 100 years of combined industry uh, experience across 32 states, including the entire current and future Big Ten footprint that you would ever consider uh, living in. Um, so do it. Do it now. Don't don't be foolish. You have to um, buy a house. Call Brandon Sense. 
Did you just encourage people to buy a house? Yeah, buy a house. Yeah. Call Brandon Sands. You, you're moving. You, you know who you are. You're moving. You're going to a place in the Big Ten footprint. You're definitely not going to Iowa. Call Brandon Sands. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, um, let's, let's start with big picture, terrible, and move very quickly through these. All right. Playoffs officially to 12 teams in 2024. How do you feel? Uh, I like that it was the blasted Rose Bowl that held this up for so long. One bowl game is holding the entire system hostage because it's the Rose Bowl. That we think we're so special. Oh, my God. No wonder Michigan loved all their trips to the Rose Bowl so much in the time that those used to happen. That's right. On brand as Never have two institutions deserved each other so much. Ah. Like, you've got two institutions with this history that they think matters more than anything else on the planet. Really, now, they don't mean anything at all, except for, I guess, one of them is going to the college football playoff, and we should all kind of grapple with the fact they're probably going to beat TCU and go to the Natty. Um, No, I don't like it at all. I hate it. But um, anyway, I thought that was funny. I also, listening to what uh uh what Saban said um during the college football uh or during the Big Ten championship uh halftime show about how like basically bowl games don't matter anymore so I guess you might as well expand mm-hmm. it. I'm kinda with him on that, but I'm also a little pearl clutchy about like how many games we're asking these dudes to really play in the long run. So I think you get less pearl clutchy the more money they make. Yeah. Yeah, I guess NIL kind of fixes that to a degree, doesn't it? I mean, well, you're at least seeing in the, I'll say this, in basketball anyway, you're seeing more of a market for guys who don't have a pro career. Yeah. Like Hunter Dickinson, who's, I mean, who's just not good enough to be a pro, right? Like, he's kind of a shit center. Um, But since he's such a piece of shit, he can make money at college. Um (laughs) Yeah. This is the right place to do it. <laughs> this is the right place. God, God, we hate ourselves. As well, so. <laughs> Couldn't help it. Just the way he runs, like I just see him and then I'm just like, man, I will hop on a ladder and I will slap you in the face, you dumb fuck. Uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, the, the, the one thing I think... Like, there's a lot of controversy controversy this year about Ohio State. Not controversy, but, like, Ohio State's hopping back in yep. after getting smoked by Michigan at home, right? And I did I, – I, I applaud the committee for not making the rematch at the semis, which I thought they would do. Um, and I Especially really with TCU they would, losing. In the- right. I really had hoped that they would – because I thought it would be so funny if Ohio State beat Michigan. They would have to and deal it, with what it, we dealt with in the first Big Ten championship game against right. uh, against Wisconsin. Wisconsin, which is a yeah. gut punch, man. Right. Like, it didn't matter before, but now it does matter. Yeah. It would be very, very, very funny to me. But so that didn't happen. I, I do. I like the idea of expanding to 12 because you start to avoid those scenarios because it definitely does feel like the committee made a deliberate decision here mm-hmm. to avoid a semi rematch, right. mm-hmm. um, which again I think is the probably the right decision. 
Yeah, Despite I mean, the NCAA the, committee... My dark comedy wanted? The NCAA committee does the same thing in basketball. Yes. So. Sure. Yep. Um, Although right, I like other... that someone in the CFPN, ESPN, or something said today, like, were you concerned that they were going to see each other? Like, oh, no, the rankings just worked themselves out. Yeah, fuck off. It's like, fuck, fuck, stop it. Stop lying. Stop, stop lying. Stop. It's so embarrassing when you lie. <laughs> Like, don't pretend that they, they act like there's a committee and they they pretend as if the Fox and the ESPN executives aren't also in the room with them. Yes, yes, everybody. And they're not wearing pants. Oh, I hate them. They're like, here's how much money. They, they literally shove piles over like, this is the amount of money that goes with this game. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, fucks. Anyway, uh, other news. Mike Tressel. That name may sound familiar. Former defensive coordinator for Michigan State. Uh, and interim head coach. coach. Interim head coach and then linebackers coach under Bell Tucker. Uh, then went to Cincinnati to become defensive coordinator. Uh, wins assistant head, assistant football coach of the year. Um, so do, is going to go with Luke Fickle? Who cares? My question is... Uh, Maybe we shouldn't have pushed him out the door. Maybe he can come back and take over for Scotty Hazelton, whose beard got in the way of all of his common sense and knowledge. <laughs> he needed that for January 6th. Um. <laughs> uh, Is this just more bad? Like, ugh. Here's the worst news of it all. It's not that Rule and Fickle are now in the Big Ten. If you hadn't heard Matt Rule... Uh, it's coming in Nebraska. Uh, Fickles took the job at Wisconsin. I think what kills me about Fickle taking the job at Wisconsin is that he took the job at Wisconsin after all of this yes. time. Why do you hold out for the Wisconsin job? Who? He did it. He did it to seeing Ryan Day maybe like on the hot seat. Ryan Day right. shows a, a ching in the armor for the first time ever. And yeah. all of a sudden, he's like, I'm taking this other gig now. Now, I do think, I mean, it happens all the time in the SEC. I do think you can jump from Wisconsin to Ohio State. I think we're going to see that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, Lane Kiffin was deeply involved in Auburn sort of rumors, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that right, but, Michael? Better check your but, sources on on Joey Freshwater. But the, <laughs> it, But, I mean, that would be a... Giant in conference. Sure. Um, yeah. But I I just see Wisconsin as a, a program that he's going to have to spend a couple of years at. And in all likelihood, they're going to lose their advantage that is the Big Ten West. Because I think when UCLA and USC come in, the conference divisions are gone or shaken up or something. Oh, they! Ha- I was just going to ask that question. They have to be. This is so pathetic. I mean, I and- can't wait for Lincoln Riley to hop in here and be like, "Hi, boys! I'm here to play." An eight offense. And f- an eight and four, <laughs> eight and four Purdue playing Michigan. Oh God, yeah. just fucking loathsome. And they had a chance. Yeah, they the they lost their way into that game, yeah. by the way. Yeah. So I I don't know why you take that Wisconsin job and you take that Wisconsin job under those circumstances. I don't. It, 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 I, I'm not saying it's a oh, bad money. job. It's money. You know, it's, it's money. red. It's the red. It's the red. The it's red the, matches. Plum, his, my thing is, he had those opportunities for money before. You've got to think he's had other opportunities that we didn't know about. 
we were going to yeah. pay him yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. And I know we didn't yeah. offer him necessarily, but, and, but I don't know. It seems... I mean, maybe it just wasn't as compelling. I don't know. We don't know what the offers were. We don't know what he was... I don't know. Could you, do we know what he was making at Cincinnati? We know what he's going to make now in, 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 uh, in Wisconsin. He was doing okay. Are they paying? Is Wisconsin paying him actually big money? Uh, not not as big as as uh, Tuck, no, no but big like five. I think is what I saw. Five five. Oh, Jeff Brom makes more than. Well, that. Jeff Brom beat Ohio State one time. <laughs> God, that's mm. all right. Well, we'll never know. Maybe his wife oh. likes uh, Madison. I mean, it's a nice Ooh. town. Seven point eight. Oh. That ain't shabby. Okay. So he's doing all right. That's more than Brom. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. So rule fickle. This is this is an upgrade, right? This is. Uh, I think this is a test, though. Rule more than fickle. I think rules a test of can you do at anything at Nebraska, or is it all lost? Yeah. I mean, because I'll tell you this. If I'm Colorado, kind of same recruiting targets. I think you got more to offer at Colorado than Nebraska does. And I, I like my hire in, in primetime more than the hire in rule. But let's, uh, let's preview Penn State and Brown. Yeah. But first, a word from... Listener guess. Yeah, let's let's talk. What do you guys what do you guys having over there? Uh, I'll put in a word right now. I mentioned that I was having a margarita, uh, and I'm having it with the the Lunazul Blanco tequila, L U N A Z U L Blanco. Oh, and uh, I was informed after it was gone. It is gone now. That it was a double. <laughs> I had no idea. I I it was delicious. Ooh. Go grab more to drink. I want to get drunk Kevin. I want to get Scotch Kevin on this podcast. For we don't have questions. enough questions to get all the way into it. That's episode. why we need to do it. I'm having the uh, the Trumba mm. tequila. Also good. Which I think I've talked about the Añejo as fine. The Reposado, though, is fantastic. Interesting. 10 out of 10 recommend for, for a mixed drink. Like, we'll elevate your uh, tequila and tonic, tequila and soda. Uh, I had it with ginger beer. Top notch. Very good. And plum sick. Yeah. So, you're off the hook. You shouldn't be drinking. I'm drinking Singha, the original Thai beer. So, the original Thai beer? First beer in uh, Thai? Yeah. Yeah. Like in Thailand, they, they just call it Sing. They don't call it Singha. They just call it Sing. Mm. So, you're welcome. For him. Very nice. Good drinks. Thank you, Mike Jones. Uh, all right. Let's preview to the extent that we're going to preview these games. Let's preview Penn State really quick. Um, so what you need to know about Penn State is that after refreshing Ken Palm uh, after the game against uh, against Northwestern, Penn State is now ahead of MSU in the Ken Palm rankings. They're up to 36. MSU's down at 44. Oh, um, and they are better on offense than on defense. 29th, uh, in the country on offense, 58th in the country on defense. Um, so Penn state, this is a team that's got a little bit of heat. They had that, that win against Colorado state. They had the Furman win 
the Butler win. Oh, Furman, that big Furman win. They, God, uh, we've been talking about that. But they look good. They, they like housed Furman and they housed Colorado State. Um, and they beat uh, Clemson. Are we talking about Michigan's off uh, preseason record? Yes. The same. Okay. The same. Uh, and they, they, but they just lost to Clemson in double overtime. So, um, in terms of the team themselves, they got the Pickett, they got the Lundy, Kenny, uh, Jalen Pickett senior. Um, you know, you know, the Keith Ski likes when, uh, you do this, when I, what? Oh, they got a little, they got a little Pickett. They got a little Lundy. Notably the Uh. Keith Ski. They have, they have your dread. They have your funk. Um, they are a, uh, they are a formidable team on offense. They like to, uh, they like to shoot the three point shot. I think they're shooting like 40% as a team right now from three. So the key is going to be, uh, Pierre Brooks staying home is what I'm hearing. I feel, I feel good about that. Uh, (laughs) they also don't like to turn the ball over on offense. Uh, so there you go. Uh, should we talk Brown as well? Brown's a bad team. Brown's not good. That's a get right game. Um, Brown is two thirty two. Ken Palm. So yeah, get right game. Expect to go on the road to Penn State. Expect to lose. It's not impossible that we win, but expect to lose. And then we all just sort of get to recover and have some nog over the course of December, hopefully. Starting with that Brown game at Breslin with no Izone that everyone should be going to. I will see you there. I'll be at that one. I'm just, I'm looking at the box score for the Northwest Don't. game. We also just shot the the, sh- the ball like it was a goddamn brick. Don't, like, don't look at it. Don't look at it. Jay Nixon's one for six. It, Joey Hauser three for 12 <clears throat> was bad. That last one was a real doozy. Real All right. Can we do Twitter questions? Yeah. Joe Ashworth wants to know, did any of y'all actually watch the U.S. and the World Cup? Why should I be excited about a sport where three goals in four games is apparently reason for (laughs) optimism? (laughs) Plum. Joe, you shouldn't. It's a trash sport. Moving on. Fuck off. Very fuck off. And fuck off to everyone. I'm going to red card your opinion to the contrary. Except for you, Joe Ashworth, because at least you're interested in learning why you're wrong and why you need to do Joe Ashworth is is a man of of science and literature, and he wants to understand that which he does not. seeking edification for his own success. And football will bring it to him. Joe, uh, do not let the United States performance dictate to you the beautiful game and its value there too, okay? We can all agree that the U... Well, that makes sense. Yeah, the, the United States performance is not... It was bad. No one, no one thinks that a one-one draw with Wales, that a scoreless draw against England, and uh, this three-to-one uh, loss against the Dutch uh, is a good thing. No one thinks that's a good thing. We barely got out of the group stage, and uh, it was a demonstration that Greg Burhalter needs to be pummeled to death with soccer balls. Um, he, our, that's the coach, gentlemen. Yeah. The manager uh, was, is it? Coach was, or is it manager? In the, we call them coach in the United States. No one else does. Um, 
we the Dutch toyed with us. Uh, uh, Louis Van Hal, the coach for the Netherlands, he's been the coach for 46 years, pimped Greg Berhalter like a bitch. It was embarrassing. He, they, the Dutch set the tone for this match. They, they played slow. They knew they could not beat us in a foot race because we were smaller and we were speedier. But my God, after about seven minutes, they figured out what we were going to do, and they had their way with us. And um, uh, I don't know. I, we could, maybe there'll be more questions about this. I could go on and on about the players and some of the performance issues. Uh, I was proud that we came back Tell and least got performance issues. and got a goal. Uh, we drew to two to one. We could have made it closer. Um, we just don't have the tactical knowledge, and we do not have right now, at least, the attacking ability to play on the world stage. Yeah. The clinical so. scorers. As, and God, our defense was like 36 years old. I mean, ha ha. Let's not insult 36 year olds. Well, all right. Yeah, is a, is a, Every last one of us has no business being out there. As so. a layman, not a big soccer buff watching the game, it seems like the U.S. had some momentum and was on the attack. And then the Netherlands scored and I was like, Oh, that was like inside as part of the offense. And that's what an actual soccer team looks well, like. So, so Burhalter kept pulling up and we were playing with like almost like five attackers. Oh he kept pulling up the side wing, the midfielders and they would come forward. And what would happen was you could move fast mm-hmm. that way and you could get these attacking opportunities. But then the, the Dutch would just chunk up in the defensive third. So as soon as you get in there, you, you can't shoot through them, and we would just be fumbling over ourselves with the ball. And then all they had to do, as soon as the Dutch got it, they just played a quick one out, and then all of a sudden, they're three on two or three on yeah. one against our defenders. And you're, they're, we got winded, we're sprinting, I mean, and then we're having to get back. It, it was just the, There was no tactical knowledge of how to arrest what the Dutch were doing. It was just brilliant. I mean, they were clinically perfect. And this was upsetting to watch. I'm convinced after that explanation that you're like five YouTube videos away from providing Big Ten Network level analysis about football. Just I, you know, if I only cared. That's that's (laughs) the thing is that you're talking about the attackers on the wings not meaning anything at all, like. Just we gotta get you on the gaps, man. We just gotta get you on the A no, gap. No, the A gap. Gentlemen, this really the should techniques. be a soccer podcast. And no, don't you worry. Just get in you another to learn season or two. Foot, it will be. Foot, it's football. I just want to leave you to learn football. football. All right, let's take uh, the next one from Joe Ashworth. He's. We've done enough God. damage with one question. Based on the pack, whatever championship game, uh, if you could swap USC out for Utah as the future Big Ten member, would you? I, I think this is actually a great call out because I do tend to believe that Utah has more in common with the Big Ten than maybe other than Colorado, any other Big Ten, or uh, sorry, any other big Pac-12 school. And, it, and it's got all that Mormon money to boot, right? So. Well, no, all the Mormon money goes to BYU. Doesn't Washington oh. have the most in common with the Big Ten? I kind of think of Washington as having the most in common. I don't. Okay. Washington. Other than Michael Penix. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, Utah is um, ostensibly Mormon, but uh, definitely drinks. So Yeah, it's like everyone in Utah that that isn't Mormon goes to Utah or Utah State or something. Yeah, and Utah, again, is 
Mormon. <laughs> Mormon. All right. Uh, Tyrone Couch. Uh, ran it. No, I'm not ready. <laughs> oh, no. I will. Is this rant of the week? Yeah. Oh, good. Rant of the week. <laughs> People in Tennessee with the don't tread on me vanity plates are guaranteed to be trash. <laughs> oh, no. My kid's felon stepdad has one. Most are on 93 GMC Jimmy or the like. These are the same parents telling their kids no snack because they can't afford them all while puffing a Marlboro. <laughs> That's great. Jones is just upset because he used to smoke Marlboros. I know you didn't smoke Marlboros. Next up from Tyrone Couch, kids fable of the day. Um, Wait, gonna... well, you can't fucking out me as a former smoker without saying at least that I don't smoke anymore. He doesn't smoke anymore, everybody. They were Jesus camels. Jesus Christ. They were camels. I smoked Marble 27s for a, a while. Oh. Yeah. Well, there it is. There it is. Just... Uh, I don't know how he pronounces, is it Maisie? It's Mozzie. Is it Ma- Mozzie. Mozzie. All right. Kids fable of the day. A Mozzie and a Nazi walk into a bar. The bartender looks at them and says, go blue. Then they both take the field. Hashtag the Michigan difference. This is. Well, Tyrone, (laughs) here you've done it. We were. We were trying to. We were tired of this. We didn't want to get into it. Well, I will admit, every time I saw Donovan Edwards' name called or highlighted on the sideline or brought up for a post-game interview, I did get angry. Yep. Not, not because of tit-for-tat about the criminal justice system, but because an anti-Semite was being platformed. A man with a glitch, Michael. Whether that's a glitch of judgment, whether that's a glitch yep. of character, whether that's a technical glitch, it's not clear. Or just a glitch that... You know, until he apologizes that he continues to be given airspace. Yeah. That's the glitch. The glitch is, Michigan is the glitch. And uh, with Mozzie here, I think our position on this. We got, we got more questions on Mozzie. I mean, I think we all agree, though, on this, that like we don't want him to go to prison either. But we do. No one wants anyone to go to prison. No one wants anyone to have an interaction with the justice system. As a young black man, no one should be having to have interactions with the U.S. criminal justice system. We don't want we, that unless unless they're doing things that are truly, truly, objectively, intentionally putting people in danger. Now, I personally think that carrying weapon does put someone in danger, but in this country, it's legal. And this his issue was a paperwork issue. And... Well, you know what? From the information that we have, it looks like it was a paperwork issue. But neither here nor there. He was licensed. The paperwork is that he didn't have it. Yeah, but guess what? Uh, th- my point is that that's not enough to have to have a criminal record. Okay. No, no, that's no. Oh, oh totally agree. But it is a it is a reason. Uh, my distinction would be that say versus like consuming drugs or alcohol. Sure. Um, that that maybe not owning a weapon or possessing one is a adequate consequence that is a low risk consequence. Sure, that's fine. That that's like fine. that the, the the justice system properly uh, oriented could say you're not allowed to do these things. Yeah, and then he doesn't for a year or two. Now I know. Um, I have a very different opinion about guns than a lot of people. I thought, actually, when all of this came out, I did think that this was coastal elitism. 
that like I just I was so removed from being a Michigander mm. that I'd gotten too uptight about guns. Yeah, like because they just aren't culturally the same. Yeah, they shouldn't be around. We shouldn't have them. They're unnecessary. Yeah. But and I I do I do ask people who are chill about guns because they're hunters. What's a pistol yeah. for? Yeah, you, you need what, that. What, what is its intended purpose? Yeah. Now, now, what you can do with it, I understand you can hunt things with it, but what's its intended purpose? I ask you that. What's its intended purpose? Well, let's just remember, we've never lived in or grown up in neighborhoods where the threat of, well, not just we never grew up or lived in neighborhoods where the threat of people coming to your door and you, you, you we haven't lived in, in that situation or that environment where where a, where a handgun is a suitable and an effective means of protecting yourself and your family. We, we don't we don't live in that, so I would leave that alone. I'm other not than from Grand Rapids, you're right. Other than to say that, my whole point is we, we don't want these. Uh, interact, I'm just making the point. The interaction with the criminal justice system is we agree. generally we agree on that wholeheartedly. We no no one here wants Mozzie Smith yeah. to be punished in a criminal way. A diversionary program right. again where. I think that maybe not owning a gun or possessing one for a year or two is an appropriate consequence, but a diversionary program. And also maybe not playing a football game or two would have been an appropriate uh, I mean, that's, that feels like the, the accountability that would be required of an institution, but that's different than what we require of Mozzie Smith. Mm-hmm. And those are, those are different things. Because they have to be. Well, they're leaders and they're just better. Yeah, they're the best. Yeah. They're, they're, they're the, of the best. Matter. Of the West. Um, the best. All right. And finally right. from... We're further West than them, right? Uh, Yikes. I, I, I can't read all the way through this. Uh, so I'm just going to go with it. Let's just Finally from Tyrone Couch. No, I, like, I can't. It's long, so I haven't read all the way through it yet. My wife is praying a TCU loss so her team can make the playoff. I live in Tennessee and would love a TCU win. True, my wife would be sad and want to burn her degree. But I get to see a plethora of volunteer tears. Listening to them talk is insufferable. Hand uh, has a short A. It's not hand. Hand. Am I pronouncing that correctly, Tyron? I don't know what is even being said right <laughs> um, now. So here's the good news for your wife and both Wind. of you. Uh, TCU did get a loss. TCU still got in the college football playoff. Next question. <laughs> so, I'll protect your guy. Blue check he's mark. Got the, he's got the blue check mark in parentheses. <laughs> What do we think of Monty's play of late? I'm, I think we kind of covered this a little bit. Uh, it's not been great of late, but the overall body of work is better than anyone ever expected. Yeah, that's right. Uh, how many losses will the winner of the Big Ten have this, this year? This is a Zero. great evergreen beginning of the basketball season. Oh, we're talking basketball. Okay. Uh, question. Um, I'm going to say five or four, five. Do you think Purdue or someone else runs away with it to that degree? Purdue will choke itself uh, in a sort of an autoerotic investigation sort of way. If I know my Purdue. Um, um, Indiana's still top 10 uh, in the Big Ten. Big win against Carolina. Um, and then you've got a big chunk in the late teens Iowa, Maryland, Ohio State for the Ken Palm. Iowa. I don't know, man. I think 
I think these teams are going to take some losses. Could be six. Uh, unrelated, but you mentioned Iowa. Uh, I can't remember her name. I think her name first name's Caitlin. You know, Iowa has a, a women's player that is just yeah, lights in, it up, incredible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, got to sign a massive deal with Nike. Really, it's massive nil deal. Good for her. Like, yes, absolutely. I, this is the first shoe deal that I can think of as it relates to nil. Oh. Dude, the but like the, incredible people that that watch the skills competitions uh, that happen before the NCAA tournament will know. Women can light it up from three, man. I think they win like 60 or 70% of the time on the three-point shooting competition. So, sure. uh, yeah, good for her. Um, next up, from the Upper Deck Jerk Guy with a blue check mark in parentheses, uh, can you get an attorney worth their salt on to talk about how long it would take to file charges for something like illegally carrying a firearm? We were told that it was, uh, what was the the verbiage? Un, uh, what did he say? It was uh, ordinary? Yeah, unspectacular or something like that? Un, un, uh, not extraordinary. Not extraordinary. Not extraordinary. Yeah. Yep. Uh, which is to say, if, if you were not lying, you would say it in fewer words. It was used to say it was ordinary. <laughs> um, <laughs> said differently, ordinary. Ordinary. Uh, so... Let's talk about Mozzie for a second and just process, because I think we need to tone down some things as it relates to this, because I think there's a lot of uh, hyping up that's happening. First, there's a lot of reasons why you're dealing with multiple levels of bureaucracy. Um, you're dealing with the court system, you're dealing with the prosecutor's office, and you're dealing with a defense attorney who may or may not be interested in moving a case quickly. So if you're using as a comparison point, the MSU players, which had probably attorneys who were looking to move mm -hmm. quickly, uh, it just may be different. That said, I'm, it's, it's, it's weird. The timing's weird. Like, I, I don't But why know. does the timing need to be weird? Because the university isn't doing anything about it anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. That's the You're thing right. with, uh, you know, there needs to be some consequences for there to require a conspiracy. And there were no consequences. So why bother with a conspiracy? That's right. Other than if you say to yourself, well, enough time lapsed from the moment in time on the lapse of judgment on Muzzie Smith that like... Uh, consequences now would just be gratuitous, <laughs> right? Like it's I not mean, what they said, though. That 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 wasn't their argument. No, no, no. But but the point being that like enough time passed that if it was if it was the week after, people might be like, "Wait, what? We have a difference in opinion about how you should." I I don't. It's it, it was weird. It's weird. Well, they pulled it off again. You know, they get away with it. Kudos Another to you. time. But uh I but it's I, I'm I will say this, Ellie, Eli, whatever, I don't care what his name is. Um it's weird. But I let's let's keep our tinfoil hats uh you know in the closet for the second. Well he's a not dis not extraordinary 
uh, kind of guy. So, yeah. I look forward to an enterprise run for statewide office. It's going to be fun. Uh, next up, the verbose Dutch. Excluding recruiting, what makes you most optimistic about football for 23 and beyond? Fuck you. <laughs> it's a yeah. mean verbose, verbose Dutch. You're a mean boy. Uh... We're going to keep chopping. The amount of chopping that's going to be done. We, we gotta, we gotta get a new kicker. We're gonna, we're gonna get a new kicker. There you go. If Jack Stone is gone, we're, we're gonna go getting a new kick kicker. the tires. I'm excited. On some new kickers. Darius I'm Snow. I'm excited about Darius Snow. Is the new kicker Darius Snow kicking for the spark? I'm excited to see Peyton Thorne retire <laughs> or go pro. Noah Kim. I'm excited for Noah Kim. Um, Peyton Thorne doesn't know this yet, but he's going to have a really bad accident this, <laughs> this, this winter. Real bad accident. And he won't oh <laughs> JK! JK, that's a joke! That's a joke, yeah. I'm say. <laughs> Plum just pulled out a line of credit on a four-wheeler that, like, he's definitely going to break. It's going to break an IL deal for Peyton Thorne. <laughs> for a fucking here's your sea do for the summer bruh <laughs> bruh shouldn't have been ice skating where my lead pipe was uh why 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 alright let's I won't read uh, this so someone I'll read it. it what is it CTNT says I need some help my younger brother has turned to conspiracy theories uh, distrust of elected officials and justification of violence since a high profile result didn't go the way he wanted oh I see I see it uh, he has become increasingly isolated and only lives in his echo chamber what should I do I'm going to, I'm going to just, I'm going to just, I'm going to just stop you right there. For one, it's a, it's a great question. It's, 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 it might be the best question we've gotten all year. Is it because he's so smart? It's so, it's the best question from a real leader. It's well-written. It is pithy. It makes you lean in and you initially are concerned for him. I think, I think the, I think the big fallacy here though, if we're going to just, find only one <laughs> is that the is that the is that somehow our perspective on this or our opinions or our frustration has anything to do with the loss if you've been listening to the podcast at all you would know that no 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 sentient sane spartan thought that Michigan State somehow deserved to win that game that somehow like what happened in the tunnel is it all connected to the law? I'm, I guess I'm other than like they were probably frustrated and upset. Like how how an opinion that we could have, which is that it was violence, an unhealthy way to deal with dicks. Yeah, right? like I don't know. Like what an insane. So I I don't I hope and don't think you meant that because that's a bizarrely reductivist thing. I I think we've talked about this ad nauseum, but I'll just say. I do have a younger brother, in fact, who is a big fan of the University of Michigan. And he and I are not able to really talk about that. I mean, we're, we don't like get angry at each other, but like he and I have been texting and he was in town for the for Thanksgiving. And we actually couldn't really talk about this with each other because we weren't really talking the same language. And I, and I realized in some respects, 
it was almost like talking to a Trump supporter. Like the way he viewed what happened in the tunnel is completely different than how I view it. They're, they're like, it's like they were different events that took place. We're looking at them through such opposite ways of meaning and understanding that it is clear to me. And this is, I think I mentioned this last week. I just don't think that these teams should be playing each other for a while because the rivalry is no longer healthy. It's no longer producing um, fun. Uh, the leaders of the programs, respectively, I mean, I'm, listen, I, we can point to Mark D'Antonio. He personalized this for sure. And I'm not saying unjustifiably, but he personalized it. And now you've got Jim Harbaugh, noted women's rights hater, and Ward Manuel, noted ignorer of sexual violence, out there just championing that all these young black men should go to jail, basically, have permanent records with the criminal justice system because, you know, of what happened in the tunnel. Again, maybe they should because, you know, this is what we live in in this American society. But I, I, this is not healthy. This is not good. And, but uh, like I said, when, when Graham was on, he said that, you know, I'm a genius, basically, if I remember correctly, Graham, that's what mm-hmm. that was what you're saying. I'm paraphrasing there. Uh, this is the real rivalry. What happened on the field is not what makes this cell so toxic. It's this. That's right. It's this. Yep. Yeah. And, and I think to that end, CT, I think one of our original uh, Twitter interactions with you was you insulting the education at Michigan State University. And so to that end, I would suggest that if you ever make a reference to younger brother again, that maybe you just don't listen to the pod or submit questions ever again. Uh, so, but he did it in a sly. It was a, it was not a direct way. Was, yeah, he thinks he's so sly. very. Yeah, clever. so I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. t- attempt to respond to this with live on the pod without being able to wordsmith it. But you know, CT, I, I've got a family member who, in some ways, is having some success at the moment and I'm I'm proud of them, but they have this generally inflated sense of self that is without merit and also uh, has managed to just totally ignore and not address any of his own potential issues uh, in a way that's very concerning and, and very uh, it's bothersome to the people that are around him and he does have enablers. uh, So I don't entirely blame him in that, but uh, it's generally not a fun individual to be around. Um, His best friend is named Scott. <laughs> so can I just say that was, you know, that's the kind of response I wish I had. Like that's the mature, healthy response to this question. A rivalry that is healthy. That's the response. It's the equivalent, mm. but at that level, maybe I'm just as guilty of personalizing this. I just, no, I know they're mean, fucking insufferable. <laughs> Moving on. It was a good answer. Kevin. It was a good no, don't award him. <laughs> no, did you hear that, Dad? <laughs> uh, all right, Dad. next up from oh God, Molly. Email this week. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, Zill, cue up the audio clip. All right, uh, how long of a field goal do you think? Uh, um, oh, I'm going to miss it, the French accent on this. Killian? Oh, here it is, Killian Mbappe. But you got to put a little extra on it. Mbappe, Mbappe uh, can kick. No. Oh, yikes. Uh, Do more, white man. It's a white accent. It's French. Uh, Mbappe uh, did pass uh, Pele uh, for most goals in the World Cup, if I'm I'm not incorrect there. You know, and it's offensive that you would say that, you know, that he's in house. Yes, he is. He is is on his deathbed. Here you are celebrating his records being tarnished and... 
Well, it's not a tarnishing. It's a celebration of his life as it ends. Rough. (laughs) Next up uh, is Joy Berhalter, uh, just Jay Johnson in a state Did you make that up? Joy Berhalter? Where are you getting these? What's what's the name of the woman from The View? (laughs) Joy Bahar. (laughs) (laughs) You're so stupid. (laughs) That's right. I'm so stupid. Yes. Yes. Greg Berhalter is just Jay Johnson in his state shirt. How? How Jay Johnson? Because they actually do look like too. How Jay Johnson got his ass to Cutter for? Uh, I'm sorry. How do you say it, Kevin? Hotel. Hotel. I will say that Greg Berhalter needs to be fired into the sun just as badly as Jay. Yeah, they do. They they both like like the got on television. And that comes from a very slender man. Yes, it does. Last yes, up from Ali, what happens now that O'Keefe resigns? Will there be a special election or will the governor appoint a replacement? Oh, Ali, uh, we don't even have to struggle with this one. It's very simple. It's in the Constitution. Governor. It is. Uh, even though that whole uh, system needs to be... We should still do that. We should still start a petition drive to amend the state constitution so that the way that the trustees are chosen changes yeah it should all be by appointment for sure but yes that's the answer the governor appoints. mr Alec pants comes in with a hot take hating harbaugh is player hating he's a wonderful man of faith and successful coach we could only wish professor Conas was just as competitive it's that's a great hot take mr erotic that's pants. hot can we take this one by one Remember when everyone hated Harbaugh just two years ago and the university wanted him gone and he wanted to be gone, but the Vikings didn't want him? That was not that long ago. I understand that a lot has happened since then, uh, but people did not like Harbaugh just a little bit ago. Just remember, Do you think if he no had taken one. that Vikings job that anyone would have asked him to uh, to film the anti-choice commercial? That's that where did? I'm going next. A wonderful man of faith can keep it to himself. He does not need to go imposing that faith on others and also parading this. Well, not, not others, not, not others. On on women. Women, particularly lower income women, particularly women who already find it very difficult to access reproductive and any sort of health care. But <laughs> thanks, Jeff. And, and Thank sitting you. in front of a, a group of people and extending that just empty gesture that he and his wife would uh, would themselves personally uh, adopt the first baby that was going to be aborted and said, like, shut up. Shut up, Harbaugh. God, I hate This him. is why oh. I do wonder. Like, you already have absent father for the children that you do have. Anyway, continue. He won't. He won't let them get in the bubble with him when he's at those youth baseball. <laughs> I'm. I'm curious. I suspect that that Mel Tucker holds some political opinions that I probably don't love. I think um, I mean, Mark Antonio almost certainly did. Oh yeah, but no, we don't certainly. know that for sure. So my question is, do we? Do we feel pretty convicted that it would influence our pod if 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 uh, Mel Tucker filmed the kind of commercial that uh, we uh, we were pretty hard on him about the NFT thing? Yeah, that's right. I mean, it wasn't like disown him, but I think I think if it was something as catastrophic as or consequential rather as as filming the kind of commercial the gym 
we probably would lead every episode with that. I mean, for for a minute, like it's for a couple. It, but it's been another weekend because there's accountability at Michigan State University, and that would be extended in this case as well. Yeah. Uh, next up for Mr. Erotic Pants, uh, a second hot take. Sports fans, uh, you're on the wrong show here, uh, Mr. Erotic Pants. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> our dear friend. Jason Nick is not here to read these. So. Sports fans are completely impatient, and program rebuilds always involve big programs making basic mistakes, looking incompetent, and we are still living with D'Antonio's legacy of late departure and stagnant coaching. When programs flounder, it's a ripple effect. This seems in conflict with your last hot take. Is that important, or are hot takes just hot takes and they exist on their own? Um, they maybe he forgot to delete. Yeah, I think he forgot to delete the word hot take. Um... I think that's fair, although I also think that Mel Tucker himself would disagree with you in telling you that winning needs to happen yeah. now. And I also think that the 11-win season, and I know that we tried to dance away from his contract at times, but he he took it, and he took it knowing that that comes with raised expectations. Um, I think it's worth plugging. I I don't know if you guys read it, but Ari, Was, uh, Ari Wasserman's column in the You sent it to me, but I didn't click it. Oh, uh, it, the the argument was kind of fascinating. Of like, if you think the guy, you got the guy, throw those golden handcuffs on yourself. Uh, You're saying make it. Uh, this is like a self commitment as well. Oh, it was a great article. I did read the article. Yeah, like you don't have to agree no. with, it, but it was a really, really good article. Which is to say that locking yourself in for ten years yep. with a coach, if you think you yep. got the guy, maybe. Yep. Like prevents you from balking right yeah, from making now. the wrong yeah. making a big mistake yeah. right around now yeah uh it, it was a really fascinating article anyway so anyone who's got an athletic subscription uh ari wasserman had a, a really great call that was just on this, sale but. again we didn't take them up on it uh and finally from mr neurotic pants they don't have a writer at what point will you encourage Alex Plum to enter the transfer portal and where does one <laughs> physically enter it i heard it was at the peanut barrel <laughs> False. An olive. false, 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 false. It is at 3050 Burdett Street, Ferndale, Michigan, 48220. Friends, if you're not using Zillow, now is the time to download it and go look up 3050 <laughs> Burdett Street, Ferndale, Michigan. Is this a house that in, you are aware of? That now the, you're... the transfer portal is in the first of the two urinals in the kitchen. <laughs> Oh, I tell you. <laughs> That's where it is. You'll have to believe me. There was a house here in East Lansing. 3050 what? Burnett? Burnett. Like, Burnett. Oh, not like Burnett's Vodka. But. Like Burnett's Vodka if you had a D and not There an was a house here in East Lansing in White Hills, which is the rich people neighborhood, where in the basement, the bathroom had a urinal in it, which I was like, someday. Hashtag goals. Uh, there, well, this kitchen has two, Kevin. So don't you you just keep dreaming. It can be friend. done. Two the in the kitchen is not terrible until you get to the kitchen yeah. urinals. Uh, uh, a, I I want to give. Wait, what is this platform? Yeah, there's a stage. The living room's got a stage. So what? Someone had converted that house into. <laughs> <laughs> Give uh, give the address again, <laughs> that Plum. That doesn't make any sense. Three zero five zero Burdett Street. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Oh, it doesn't take long. 
I'm so glad, Plum, that you're just like me and you're still on Zillow even though the house closed months ago. Oh, I know, I know. The bathroom! It looks like... Oh, oh you gotta keep clicking through this I'm house! Sorry. You're gonna have to add it all this No, it stays in for sure. No! <laughs> the wallpaper! And if one of our listeners doesn't buy this house and we don't have our next can't read, can't write oh, the- retreat in Ferndale... It'll be a huge missed opportunity. <laughs> All right. Just a few questions left. Eman Sinner asks, uh, forgive me if I'm wrong because I went to MSU after you guys, but you keep calling it Gumby's Pizza. Do you mean Goomba's Pizza? Uh, where that Conrad's oh. used to be. Been bugging me for months. LOL, Eman Sinner, you are correct. So it used to be Goomba's Pizza was first called Gumby's Pizza. But then it came out that they weren't paying the royalties for Gumby's. And the Gumby's people came and knocked on the door and they were like, money, please, money, please. And the Gumby's people said, no, we'll call it Goomba's Pizza and we'll change Pokey Sticks to Poke Me Sticks. And it ran ran that way during the time that Eman Sinner was there. And then the IRS knocked on the door and said, hey, not only did you never pay royalties, you never paid taxes. Money, please. Money, please. And the Goomba's people said, uh, bye-bye. And they flew off to Belize <laughs> no. or wherever uh, with all of that money. So, uh, yes. Oh, my God. That's what happened to Gumby's. That wow, that's That's awesome. the full what? story of Gumby's here in East Lansing. Gumby's, Goomba's, cool. Conrad's, whatever you want to call it. Also, I didn't realize people younger than us listen to this podcast except for Mark D. Mark. I literally think of everyone else as like in their mid to late 40s. So. Is it uh, – did the same people who owned Goombas, were they also a Sunrise? Several uh, I mean probably like a distant cousin uh, in some way. Yeah. But there wasn't a fire, so we don't know for sure. That was the other Conrad's location. Uh, next up from Eman Center, uh, as state fans, aren't we all tired of being made to feel like we're the crazy ones with this Mozzie Smith issue? I feel Charlie from It's Always Sunny. At this point, I'm fine with going to the Big 12. It gets me out of crazy gaslighting we keep getting from the media and U of M. Kind of covered this uh, already, but anything. But I think this is a different point. Yeah. And I, I, that's the point that I think we all empathize with is that it's the accountability Mm. piece right like greg we could rewind back to the the accountability episode we did where i think you eloquently put it Mm -hmm. i would it's rare that you do that but just we have as many greg eloquent episodes as we have greg drunk on scotch episodes (laughs) (laughs) one two Uh, 1.5 but but the the point being is that it feels like blood is demanded more of our mm-hmm. stone over and over again than than is ever at the University of Michigan and That's and right. and it and it, it truly like it feels like a program out of control right hundred thousand dollar fine like criminal charges and some dudes made some shitty in decisions. a blink of an eye. In a heated fucking moment where other people weren't supposed yeah. to be there. And again, we're like, not... Shouldn't have made those. Shouldn't have made those, shouldn't des- have made them. those decisions. And Kari Crump in particular, he's going to probably leave the university and definitely the program. And that doesn't bother me. But like the guys, the other guys, like that garbage happens in a lot of games. And anyway... 
Um. So no. D- point is, Ian yeah. Sinner, don't feel like we all get it. That's what makes us so angry. Your feelings are valid. And finally, oh, Palm, this is getting back to you. At the risk of being political, doesn't it feel like Michigan fans <sighs> saying that Mozzie Smith not having a CPL isn't a big deal, is an indicative of the United States' current gun control issues? Just feels like the U.S. is going to get, if the U.S. is going to get better, then CPLs uh, really have to matter. I mean, yes, that's, I know I'm trying to have my cake and eat it too on this gun thing. I just, because I hate guns, but I also don't think that Mozzie Smith should go to jail for the, or even really have a probably serious record with the reality that it does seem like in just in being able to read the whole context of the situation. But yes, your, your, your point is the better point here, right? Which is that we have serious gun issues in this country. We don't need guns. We don't need them. They kill too many people. They're not justifiable. If you don't want to go hunt, if you want to still hunt, fuck, fuck off. Too fucking well, bad. Well, just have a shotgun. I wanna... One well, I don't, shotgun. You, you don't even get that. You don't get any guns. No guns. We don't need any fucking guns. And if you really want to get a gun, it should be so fucking difficult to get a gun. And that's just it. That, that's the end of it. That, that's what it should be. But it isn't. And this country's fucked to death because of fucking guns. Just but, fuck. Can I? Go ahead, Plum. Jonesy. So I tend to be on Plum's point. I don't like guns. And I, and I will say on a personal level that uh, uh, varying points of my family, extended family, have been hurt by gun violence or the threats of gun violence. And so I don't like guns at all. I hate them. But I understand that there's a... Some idiots who also wrote slavery into a document wrote some fucking guns into a document. So, like, question their wisdom. Never mind the fact that, but and we, we're not getting into you know the Constitution and the history of it. That the way that 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 was treated in the oh, Constitution, oh yeah, no, was it was totally sure different to control black for people a long period of time than the way that we read it now. Originally, and it was there to control black people, also. But that's not the point. Like, I have a different opinion about guns versus the mainstream, and, and I understand that. And to the point that I was telling my co-hosts that I thought my read on some of the reaction to Mozzie Smith's charge was overblown because I had lost connection with a lot of the hunting culture that is in Michigan. And, and they informed me that I wasn't wrong. But here's the thing that, that I would push back on to anyone who happens to be listening and cares is that I'm with plum wholeheartedly that I don't want meaningful consequences for the life of Mozzie Smith. I want him to not own a gun for a little while because he couldn't be trusted with the privilege of owning a gun. And I think it's a privilege, but the thing is that I ask anyone for who, who happens to be more on my side of the gun issue than not. I understand people who are like, own guns, own guns, own guns, own guns. Like, uh, you're not going to agree with me. Like, that's fine. Set, the, set me aside for a second. But for the rest of you who care about school shootings, who care about mass shootings, who want gun control, then the thing that Mozzie Smith did is in violation of the very rules that we require to prevent some of these things. And is it world-ending? 
No, I, I assume he's a good guy who had good reasons for wanting to own a gun and needing to conceal it. I, I don't, I'm not questioning his motives, but he did break the rules. What rules we are so able if, to actually agree upon. Yeah, what very few rules we're able to have. And so if you care about having rules, then there need to be meaningful consequences about gun ownership. Not criminal record, but about gun ownership. Yep. And so that's where, that's. I just want to set, I don't want him to be a criminal. I don't want him to own a gun. The last thing I'll add on that, there's probably a lot of Michigan fans that feel the same way about the three of us about guns but they're choosing to look past it again because it's their team under those circumstances and rules don't apply to them. They're different. It's different because it's them. And that's what makes me so uh, angry. But finally, anyway. Mike Jones. Uh, the Mike Jones asks, uh, should I fire up a can't read, can't write, bull pick him again? No, Mike Jones. That's mean. Bulls don't matter. It's not real. The bulls aren't real. The birds aren't real. You can if you want though. I just don't think people care about the bull games this year especially in advance, but you can, if you want, uh, Oh God, my Jones. I, I don't know that we should read this one. I don't know that it's constructive. Uh, he basically, he's asking if, if Mr. Smith were wearing green and white, how many, how different would everything be? And the answer is, I think it's fair to say it would be. He, yes, that's, that's right. The consequences would be different. Absolutely. Um, and and do you? I think it's also fair to say that I I expect Mel Tucker feels like the expectations of how he punishes his program are different than what Jim Harbaugh feels. Mm. <clears throat> and finally, anyway. uh, from Mike Jones, what is the biggest pet peeve while driving? What is your biggest pet peeve while driving, and why is it an asshole who drives ten minutes under or ten miles an hour under the speed limit on a two lane road where you can't pass them? Tailgating is my biggest pet peeve. Uh, Ooh. Or people in Metro Detroit that just sort of weave in and out of traffic going like 90. I think that's my real biggest pet peeve. Um, Though, can we talk about how LED lights unregulate? It is. Like, sometimes they can be just like blinding blue white. Yeah. Very, very, very bright. Too bright, in fact. Plum, you're probably part of the problem in a Jeep, if we're being really honest. Um, yeah, that's true. Because you're elevated. Yeah, I am but I still, yeah, but I still have those old incandescent bulbs. <laughs> Just an old 60-watt really? bulb that you, you screwed in there. I never, no, I didn't do the, uh, I didn't do the LEDs. I, I saw a Jeep the other day with, uh, it, it brought in some red for a Christmas vibe. Or you can have the Jeeps with a giant rack of lights up top. Yeah, Love good that. luck. Fun. Fun Jeep people. <clears throat> fun. Everyone's having a lot of fun. <laughs> Actually, I have ridden one of those Jeeps off-roading, and it is a lot of fun under those circumstances. Yeah. All right. From Mamopoly, how efficiently did you use all of your extra time this week while not having to diligently prepare for the pregame script, then repeatedly review the game tape and only procrastinate the upcoming match? Uh, well, we still... Well, we watched it. We still use about the same amount of time in the podcast, uh, by the way. <laughs> so... Next question. Is this what you're supposed to do every week? Uh... We hate ourselves, Mama Believe. Or we love hanging out. Yes. Uh, what is it about the water. Ryan Day fellow that at first glance, he reminds me of the Monopoly game board in Jail Square caricature? And should I like him, question mark? The, the funny thing about this is his profile and doesn't 
his you know most distinctive feature, the eyebrows, oh, his eyebrows, and the distance yes. between those is not as that's pronounced. right. You can't still, see it from interesting. That. That's right. I kind of see where you're coming from. Uh, where you're coming from, I believe. She adds, he sounds okay during interviews and seems like a nice guy. He's going to get fired. <clears throat> yeah, we hope so. Finally, Mamapalief, why is the world so complicated that human beings feel compelled to bend the truth or cover up the truth or anything else that then simply be told? Keep in mind that the Supreme Court accepted that corporations are for legal purposes, quote, persons, unquote, a.k.a. human beings. Is this- I think this is continuing the conversation that we've been having. Um, but uh Yeah. Bring in Citizens United uh, to the whole thing as well. I, Bring it in. I can't. I don't get the the dotted line on Citizens United. But don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's not okay. not to get. It's just to accept. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just you know everything is a mess, Mama belief, and uh, we all just get to have this time together to hate ourselves. Uh, finally, Thomas Zambiasi asks: uh, Is a dropping an absolute stinker of a game something inherent to college sports, or should I be concerned that every team I support does this sometimes? <laughs> Thomas, yes. every team does this yeah. sometimes. There's not... Even Alabama so, drops a stinker every once in a while. Therefore, every team you support does drop a stinker. Yeah. So Even this podcast it, drops a Can stinker I? every once in a while. Impossible. <laughs> Impossible. We've been on a heater, though. I think it's yeah, this, one, this one's a heater, a all right. <laughs> uh, finally, from Thomas Ambiasi, <laughs> what's your favorite oddball bowl Did game? You look at 3050. What's that? Did you look at 3050 Burdette? Because <laughs> I, I promise you, don't <clears throat> Google it. I will. Google it. You have to Look, Google it, listeners. No, if you no, haven't right listened now, yet, Google it right now. If you now. haven't listened, to, you have to listen to it. Mostly because, for no other reason than they have a basketball hoop, but it's not a Pistons basketball hoop. It's a Lions basketball <laughs> hoop. Because why wouldn't you have a Lions listen, Greg, basketball Greg, we're not signing off this, this podcast until you All Google right. it. Google it. We're going to answer this last question from Thomas Ambiasi. All right, Michael uh, Jones, this is for you. What's your favorite oddball bowl game? Any I mean, I don't that aren't CFP or the top build game. I, you know, I think the Duke's Mayo Bowl is an easy sure. out because Wacky. of the mayo. Yeah. Um, but I do think for me it's the Cheez It Bowl. Oh, there's a Cheez It Bowl. No, wait. Greg has muted himself. This is the no, wrong answer. No, that's not fair. Wait, Unmute. Greg, where I'm are muted. you? Unmute. I love that. Is that a kegerator with the with the two urinals? Wait, it is. It's a keg <laughs> yes, I didn't notice you that. You can be in the kitchen peeing, filling your beer back up. These people ah! are geniuses. <laughs> Keep going. Keep go- this, where are you? The, those are there so that Phil Clark doesn't pee in your sink. He's already got two places that he can pee. Mm. Literally, People will get that reference. That reference right. is for that's true. Two of us on the podcast, the two hosting. <laughs> that's true. Um, I like that there's still this gross red bathroom, even though there's two red mm-hmm. urinals, and oh, the leopard print in the run room. And it's not, dear listener, that the backboard of the the hoop is the lions. It's that the court is the lions. Wow, that's it's it's a so nightmare. much worse than just the backboard somehow. I like my favorite part is that they put in the three point arc both for college and pro, and then uh, but it's only the top it's of the because the, there's not enough room with the shed there. What a this is 
easily the the worst house I've ever seen. Is it near something else? Like, why is it like this? How much does it cost? I didn't even look at the cost. Uh, one sixty five. Oh, that that feels overpriced. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, we should make this the podcast from here on out. Worst Zillow. <laughs> Everyone's got to bring their worst Zillow find. Oh my week. gosh! I know this neighborhood. I knew I knew people that lived on Walcott Street, which is one street over. I've been to this park that it's right near. This is not near anything, by the way. No, it's not. It's it's in the middle of fucking nowhere. There's a there's a, you know, there's a uh, brewery on the other side of Woodward Heights, but that's blocks away. Oh, this is so concerning. It's near a school, I think. All right, this podcast is still going. We're going to call it quits. Gentlemen, it's been a ride. Uh, a resounding go green. Go white. Go white. Greg, say it louder. And and prouder. Oh, height. <laughs> and with a French, <laughs> French accent. Oh, so we we. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Priceline. 